Hello and welcome to the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast with me, Clive Barber, and my good mate, Noel Tom. For the days when you can't ride your bike, there's always the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast. Well, we're going to try something slightly different this week because Noel's away on holiday for a really long time. I'm not sure what he's actually having a holiday away from. Maybe it's just from having so many holidays he needs to have a break and, and have a holiday. So it's just me. Haven't got any guests. Got some fantastic guests lined up. Got some really good episodes coming up, but I just haven't been able to schedule them for, for, for this week. And in fact, the one I did have scheduled for this week, we ended up having to cancel. So I'm going to try something slightly new. Uh, it'll just be me wittering on, talking bollocks as usual, but then you're used to that. I won't be offended if you switch off now and wait for somebody far more interesting to come on the podcast and we can resume the standard interview format that we normally do. So you may have seen on the socials this last week some pictures by an amazing photographer called Will Collins. We had a bit of a weekend away last week on what we kind of loosely call the FOMO Festival. The FOMO Festival is the Fear of Missing Out Festival and it was initiated by Greg Villalobos a couple of years ago when none of us none of us had got tickets to go to the ABR Festival. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, let's do something else instead. So Greg got together a bunch of bunch of blokes, a bunch of mates, the usual crew, plus a few other people. Obviously, Greg's massively into photography, so he got a bunch of well-known photographers, filmmakers, and invited them to come up to his house for the FOMO Festival. So that was last year. So we're all in Northumbria, had a really nice time. Just camped in the garden and went out on, you know, a couple of rides and had a fantastic time as blokes camped in a garden riding motorbikes would, really. This year we did it at Paul's house in Wales, rode some amazing trails. You're going to see some great pictures over the next few weeks from the likes of Will Collins, as I mentioned, Greg, Rupert D. Jordan on Instagram. Rupert is another really good photographer. Am I forgetting anybody? Ollie Moto was there. Greg was there, obviously. So there may or may not be film films. Who knows? No idea what's actually going to come out. I was just riding my bike and having fun, drinking excessively <laughs> and eating rather well as well. We were very well catered for by Paul and Mrs. Paul. Thank you, Lucy. It was an amazing weekend. But what a great thing. I guess my point is, everybody should do this kind of thing. Get a bunch of mates together, go and camp in the garden somewhere and go trail ride. It's easy. It's free. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. The fun element was added to by the fact that a couple of the guys had these comedy bicycle horns. Like, you know, the old-fashioned rubber bulb horns on their bike. <laughs> Every time somebody fell off, they got horned. That sounds wrong. They got uh, comedy horned. It was very funny because quite a few of us were on comms, on centers. And <laughs> even if you were, like, a few hundred yards away, you could still th hear the horns through the communications. So you knew exactly when somebody had fallen off or dropped their bike or whatever. It's very good. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to talk about was the Patreon and the Buy Me A Coffee we set up a couple of weeks ago. I've just been blown away by not just people's generosity, but the really kind words that people have put in when they've actually supported us financially. I know it's, it's kind of a lot to ask. I know it's only small chunks of money, but it's still quite a big deal to make that commitment to support something and pay for something that you don't actually need to pay for. 
We are incredibly grateful. All the money is still sitting there. We haven't spent any of it yet. It's all going to be used to enhance the podcast somehow. It will be used probably to to create some kind of merchandise that we can sell. You know, I don't have chunks of cash sitting around to go and spend a grand on t-shirts to then sell on so once we that money starts adding up we should be able to do some fun good things with it that hopefully add to the podcast and add to your enjoyment of the podcast but as i say people have been very generous it's not just a case of buying me or noel a coffee people are buying us five coffees and three coffees so that that that's that's so good that's good i'm just glad that we're reaching people and, and people feel that our efforts are actually worthwhile because it is you know you are just talking into a microphone in an empty room most of the time actually today my wife's not well so i'm sat in her shop on saturday morning it's actually quite good acoustics in here because it's full of soft furnishings it's not such a bad place to record although you may hear a slight difference in in sound quality because i'm just using a cheap headset microphone so it may not be so great but Honestly, we are so grateful. And what it is also meaning is that all the ongoing costs of the podcast, I rent the software to edit it on because that's like 400 quid. I haven't got 400 quid just to spend on some software. So I'm, I'm, I'm renting that. There are monthly charges for hosting the podcast on Buzzsprout. So all that stuff is now taken care of. And we're just massively grateful. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. HP2Mav from Instagram, another great photographer, was on the weekend, just gone. He suggested that since we were getting money in now from Buy Me A Coffee and, and Patreon, that maybe we should start considering paying the talent. I think he wanted me to pay him in hindsight because he did a fantastic job on the Big Bike podcast with uh, Olimoto. So I suggested back to them that as soon as we actually get any talented people on the podcast, we would. Another thing I want to talk about are the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast Awards for 2023. We're pretty much ready to go now with the awards. So I've created the first form where people can go and nominate all of their favourite pieces of kit. Just those pieces of kit that they find suit their purposes really well. And in that vein, I'm going to talk about a few of the pieces of kit that I just think work really, really well. I've selected was it four or five different things. So I've got my some gloves, pair of socks. It's just these little things that can really make a difference. Head torch stroke light solution that works incredibly well. I've got my boots and I've got the new Adventure Spec Super Shirt, which I think really is, a lot of people are using the word game changer, but I think it really is a significant piece of kit that actually changes the way you think about dressing for motorbike riding. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through them one at a time and tell you what it is that I really like about it. I hope you get something out of it whether it's just because you might actually want to go and check out these pieces of kit. But also, I wanted to encourage you to think about the pieces of kit that you've got before you actually vote for them or nominate them on the, the Google Forms. So as far as the awards are concerned, I'm, I'm talking to another big organisation in our trail and adventure field that might or might not want to be involved with the awards. So I'm not going to I'm not going to send out the link just yet until they've decided what they want to do um, but it'd be really good to have them on board because they're quite a big group and again non-commercial group so it would be really good to get their their members views i'm not going to say who it is just in case it doesn't come off so here we go first piece of kit then i'm going to talk about is my petzl noctilite basically it's a, a small plastic case that you put your head torch in so it diffuses the light from your petzl head torch and turns it from a head torch into like a, a lantern or a light it also acts as a protective case 
you can basically just put your head torch in it and you can switch it on, on and off from within the actual Noctilite case itself. And it gives this brilliant light that you can either use in your tent or at your campsite. I generally tend to just leave it hanging up inside my tent it comes with like an elastic shock cord which allows you to hang it up uh, it's compatible with lots of different petzl head torches i've got the attic core with a rechargeable battery so it's great so you can just recharge it as well you don't have to carry loads of batteries with it it's a really simple device it costs about 13 quid obviously the head torches are more depending on how bright they are they can i think the one i've got is about 40 quid or something like that but it's just a really simple piece of kit it's small it's light it's pretty much unbreakable and it just does a really good job of helping you to travel light so one head torch you can use when you're around your campsite but you can also use it as a light once you get inside your tent really simple really effective love it my second thing is some socks nothing really exciting about socks and these really aren't that exciting either but they just work really well they're not actually motorbike specific they're bridgedale merino endurance midweight skiing socks they've got the word endurance in so that counts right and they are just socks but they're brilliant they're cushioned and they have flat seams and they have a material called enduro fill in them which makes them abrasion resistant and basically for me they stay comfortable all day and I guess most importantly, they don't actually fall down. Once you pull them up over your calves, they stay up so they don't end up bunching up in your boots. I've actually got three pairs and I bought three pairs just because I thought, well, if they ever stop making them, I should have enough to last me a lifetime, hopefully. Yeah, so that's Bridgedale Merino Endurance Midweight Ski Socks. Really good. Get some. Next up is gloves. Now, I think I've mentioned it a number of times on the podcast. I'm a bit obsessed with gloves. I've got a massive drawer just full of them. I'm constantly looking for the perfect glove for every situation. And I think, certainly with trail riding, I think I've found the perfect glove. Um, the gloves I'm talking about are the Knox Orsa OR3 textile gloves. Absolutely perfect as far as I can see. They've got a leather and mesh on the back of the hand. And they've got a, like a, a protective floating flexible knuckle protection thing going on on the back as well they've got a clarino palm which is like a fake leather which gives you great feel and dexterity and also seems to be really hard wearing as well at the end of the fingers you've got these seamless finger wraps which means that you don't get any seams digging into your you know that bit between your nails and your fingers which is really annoying they're touchscreen compatible and something that's really important is you get the plastic two piece of plastic scaphoid protection so when you do actually hit the ground, your hands slide rather than breaking your wrist or your scaphoid bone. I've tried it <laughs> and it works. It's really good. They've also got this BOA, B-O-A wire fitting system, which helps keep your gloves in place when you do fall off. So they're not going to fall off your hand. And it also means you get a perfect fit as well. There's a really wide entrance, so they're really easy to get on and off. They're a really good fix. I've got longer fingers and it's really difficult to find fingers that do actually fit. When you put them on, it seems like around the thumb especially that they're actually too long. But that actually makes sense when you actually grab your bars and they actually fit perfectly. They're quite an expensive glove at £100 compared to like a, a motocross glove. But they seem to be lasting really well. And to be honest, I quite happily wear them on the road as well. Whereas before, I, I would often take two gloves for wearing on the road if I was doing a long road stretch. So with the scaphoid protection, I feel relatively comfortable that if you do come off, there's at least a, a level of protection there. Well, they've also got a, like a toweling 
wipe feature on as well to wipe snot off your face or moisture off your visor. Yeah, Knox Orsa OR3 textile gloves. Absolutely love them. Right, boots. Now, boots are quite a big investment and tend to cost quite a lot of money, which is why I'm really glad I bought my City Adventure 2 Gore-Tex boots. I don't care what anybody says, these boots are waterproof. I know there's always going to be one big hole in every pair of boots you've got, but if you wear a pair of over trousers, seriously, these boots are amazingly waterproof. I've had them for over two years and I've never got wet feet. They're a fantastic balance between protection and comfort. They've got all the usual kind of plastic protections on the shin, ankle, articulated ankle, all that kind of stuff. I've actually got a pair of Sidi motocross boots. I can't remember which ones because basically they've been in the loft for the last two years and I haven't worn them since I've got the Adventure 2s. They're properly comfortable. I think there's the right level of protection for trail riding you can walk around in them they've got what they call the a touring sole think plucks commandos those of us of a certain age so they've basically got they've got a grippy sole so you're not sliding around on your ass when you're trying to put your not that i ever need to get off my bike and push it anywhere but if you losers did then you've got a grippy sole so you're not going to fall on your ass when you're trying to move through mud pretty straightforward design they get well they're probably not straightforward they're probably really complicated and clever but they've got two um two buckles two sort of snap fastening buckles lower in the boot and they've got the velcro closure at the top they're great i love them again get some oh price how much are they i better look that up they're just under 270 quid you can get them for just a very quick look bit of a nod to sportsbikeshop.co.uk tends to be the first place i look for stuff i should say at this stage all these things I'm recommending and talking about, again, no commercial relationship at all with any of these organisations. It's all stuff that I have bought and chosen with my own money. Final thing I wanted to talk about is the new Adventure Spec Super Shirt. Now, this is the only thing that I didn't actually pay for. I got one of these free from Greg for when we made our last film. But it's brilliant. I wouldn't say this if I didn't genuinely think it. So it's a, it's a, basically it's an undershirt, a protective layer. It's got all of the armour in where you need it on your chest, on your back, shoulders and elbows. But it's more than just an armoured shirt. The fabric that it's made out of is also really abrasion resistant. It's got a CEAA rating. Adventure spec describe it as tough as leather, light as a feather. I think the nice thing you can say about it is, is that once you've got it on, you pretty much forget you've got it on. I quite often find myself when I've not long been out thinking I've actually got my armour on and I'll actually squeeze my elbow to make sure you can actually feel the armour. They use a fo the force field armour 3DO or something like that which basically as it gets warm it softens but it's incredibly good at taking impact so obviously I think if something hits it then it's solid works incredibly well and again I've tested it as well so it's pretty good the fabric it's made out of is an ultra high density polyethylene UHDE which is supposedly for weight 15 times stronger than steel. So it gives you an idea of how good and how abrasion resistant it is. Uh, when you put it on, the, f the fabric feels quite cold to the touch. You can either wear it next to your skin and use it as a base layer, and it it's fine to do that. Or if it's a bit cooler, wear it over the top of something. And it is completely breathable. But I think the main thing about it is 
you can basically, once you've got it on, because you know it's got that abrasion resistance, it's got the armour in there as well, you can pretty much wear anything else over the top. So I've worn my old barber jacket with it, tend to wear the, the linesman jacket quite a lot, and when it gets warm, you can take the arms off because you know you've still got that abrasion resistance built into the underlayer. But you can wear anything, just a shirt, a motocross shirt. It just basically frees up your wardrobe so you can wear anything you want. That's kind of it for this week. Nice short one, but hopefully something of interest in there. I'll tell you what I need you to do. Have a think about what things that you would recommend, the things you really care about, helmet, boots, gloves, whatever. And the next week, a couple of weeks, I'll be announcing the nomination form as open. Send out a URL. So it'd be great if you could go on there, spread the word. Let's get as many people as we can filling the forms out, helping us all to find the best bits of kits, etc. All right, have fun on the trails. See you soon. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you really appreciate what we do, you could consider supporting us on Patreon or buy us a coffee. Links are available on our website, which is tampodcast.com, tampodcast.com, where we also have a limited selection of branded stuff. But either way, please keep listening and spreading the word. See you next time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.